And on the phone with us this morning, Mr. Larry Weber, our host for Backyard Almanac. Howdy there, sunshine. Yeah, good morning, good morning. Uh, This is a a really interesting time right now. I just love late September. But since we last spoke, things have happened. We have had both the hottest temperature of the month, and that happened on Sunday with 85 degrees, and we have had the too late coolest temperature of the month, and that happened with 39 degrees on the 22nd. And so we that's that's typical for late September. We have things like this happening. One week from today, we will be in the wonderful month of October. But late September has got some great things to see. Uh, we got some rain this week, and I may, may not be able to say this next time, but I'll say it right now. According to the Weather Service, we are actually above normal in precipitation for the month of September. I haven't been able to say that much for this year and according to the weather service they put out a new map (coughs) showing the drought conditions and it's modified a bit and we are no longer in the uh, drought area we are in sort of a moderate drought area not nothing like it is in some other parts of the state so yes things can change a bit and we will see how much of that's going to continue you mentioned something about rain today uh, who knows? <laughs> we'll find out a little bit later. Uh, a couple of the forecasts of rain that we had this week were uh, turned out to be less than what actually fell, so we'll, we'll find out. Anyway, other things of note, this is the time of a lot of migration. <laughs> Most noticeably in Duluth is at the Hawk Ridge, and the, the biggest day biggest day of the whole counting season happened also since we last spoke and that was on September 21 when 15,000 raptors were counted uh, more or less, a little more than 13,000 of those were broadwing hawks the flight continues of course and will continue for quite a long time and there's much more to see than the broadwing hawks the the red tails the eagles the um, uh, sharp shin hawks have been big been in big numbers, the kestrels, etc. There is a plenty to see. And one of the things I enjoy about the Hawk Ridge uh, count is that they note not only the raptors, but they also note the non-raptors. Probably the most obvious non-raptor migrating right now is Canada geese. And it's hard to have a day that we don't see or hear flocks of Canada geese. Uh, They migrate across in pretty good numbers, but they also migrate in pretty loud numbers. So it's pretty easy to see them. The other water birds are migrating as well. And I've been seeing uh, flocks of ducks every day. Sandhill cranes, I hear them virtually every day. And then there are the uh, songbirds, most notably are the blue jays. Blue jays have been in the thousands migrating through. I don't think I have a day that I don't see or hear them right here in my yard. And then there are other thrushes, including robins. There are sparrows, blackbirds, and warblers. The bulk of the warbler migration has moved on, but we have a few of them that hang around and migrate a little bit later than the rest, most notably the palm warbler and the yellow rump warbler, especially the yellow rumps. 
The sparrows will start increasing more in their migration, the same with the blackbirds, as we get further into October. I don't think there is a better time of the whole year to see a variety of sparrows than in early October. Uh, to many people, all sparrows look alike. They look like little brown birds. But if you take a have a little patience and watch them more carefully, you'll see uh, quite a bit of variation with them. Other things of note, uh, I've been noting a lot of activity for from skunks lately, including smelling one last evening. I've also been noting the flight at dusk every night of the big brown bats. Uh, big brown bats are interesting. Some of them will migrate and some of them will not. Some will find often big buildings to spend the winter, but they come out about a half hour after sunset, and sunset now is around 7 o'clock. And they feed, I find them usually feeding over water. The water temperatures cool down slower than the air, and so there's often insect activity, and that's what the bats are after. Uh, deer, squirrels, and chipmunks are all very active right now, too, as are some bears. Uh, in the world of uh, the uh, herpetologists, the snakes uh, are doing their own migration now, looking for a place to spend the winter. The uh, frogs are still active, and uh, I've been hearing in the days, usually in the afternoon, I still hear the call of the gray tree frog. Uh, butterflies have cut down a great deal. The only butterfly that I have been seeing in the last couple weeks has been the Compton tortoise shell. Compton tortoise shell is, belongs to a group of butterflies called angle wings. They're called that because they have a little notch on their wing, and uh, they are all types of butterflies that hibernate for the winter. And so Compton tortoise shells, you watch them this time of year, they are often looking for a place where they can crawl into to sleep. I watched twice this week as they came by looking for a little crack in the siding of the house where they could go into to sleep. Uh, metal hawk dragonflies are the most common ones out right now, and they're the little dragonflies. We've got bumblebees, we've got yellow jackets, uh, the damselflies, grasshoppers, and crickets. All these are, are insects that as the weather gets cold, they have two choices. They have a choice to hibernate or to die, and most of the ones that I read off the names of are those going to die. They lay eggs and then they die. Now there are those that will hibernate besides the butterflies. I've been watching out on the lake every day <coughs> uh, whirly jig beetles. Whirly jig beetles live on the surface of the water. They're called that because of the gyrating motion they go through if they get disturbed. But they live out on the surface of the water all summer. Now as it starts to get cool, they tend to go more towards shore, and yeah, they will climb up on shore. This is an insect that spends its high, whole summer on water, but when it starts to get cool, they will climb up on shore and find a place to hibernate. So they've been an interesting critter to watch lately as well. And of course, the spiders. When we have these clear nights, cool mornings, we get a dew. Now, one morning this week, as I was out looking for the spider webs in the dew, I came across a patch of frost. That's the first frost I've seen this season. That was on the 23rd. But otherwise, it's been dew, and the dew hangs on these webs. And even though it is chilly, the spiders are still out there. Uh, they don't make the webs in that chilly of a temperature. They make the webs the night before. 
but the web is out there all night, and of course it gets covered with dew, and as always, they are spectacular to take a look at. Speaking of spectacular, we have a lot of color from the trees. Uh, there's been talk this year that the color won't be as good because of the dry conditions. Well, that may be true, but I think we're still getting some really good colors. The reds of red maple and sumac especially, as well as Virginia creeper, that's a type of vine that turns bright red at this time. Uh, then there are some red oaks. I find the red oaks that turn red are the young ones, highbush cranberry, pin cherry, uh, and then there are the uh, the shrubs of raspberry and blackberry that also turn red. I think the reds are starting to pass. Uh, by next week when we talk, we may be seeing fewer reds. However, there's plenty of yellow. And the yellows, especially with the black ash in the swamps, I think they're going to start passing as well soon. But basswood, birch, aspen, uh, other oaks, and ironwood sugar maple is spectacular right now they're mostly yellow but sometimes they're yellow mixed with orange and then yes there are some trees that are dropping their leaves the first one each year to drop its leaf is the hawthorns and i've seen a couple of them that are just completely devoid of leaves and now the uh, poplar this week, I notice how poplar are dropping their leaves. So we're going to see uh, more of that happening as we get into October. The wildflowers on their way down, most of them are pretty well passed. However, there's a few. Some of these asters are amazing. One of the nicknames of asters is a Christmas daisy, and I think that's kind of an exaggeration. But the idea is that they often will hang on to their blossoms way into the fall. And then there are plenty of apples and, and uh, crab apples and hawthorns and highbush cranberries are all ripe out there now. And then, of course, Lisa, we can't stop, we can't not talk about the mushrooms. <laughs> the mushrooms have responded to the rain, and there is a bunch of them. Yesterday, I took a walk, and I estimated that I saw 20 kinds. Now, right away, when people talk about mushrooms, there's always the talk of being edible or not, and I'm not even going to talk about that. But I would suggest that you just go out and take a look and note the variety of them, the variety of the colors of the caps, everything from yellow to red to orange to brown to gray and all these in between and many of them of course are just white and then they of course they have the stem and they most of them grow on the ground but a lot of them will grow on the sides of trees now there are two late ones that, uh, growing on the sides of the trees that i will mention the names of one of them grows as a big cluster and since they have a very rough cap across the top they're called scaly cap and that's also known as foliota. And then there is uh, armillaria, which is also known as honey mushrooms. And they're just starting to be in a cluster, and they often will go into October. So uh, I have said this before. This is just a spectacular time to get out and take a walk in the woods. And don't worry about eating things. Just plain enjoy what you see. And if you can't walk in the woods in the daytime, take a walk after dark. Once again, it is spectacular. Uh, Lisa, you probably saw the beautiful moon we had this morning. Oh, indeed. And every night at dusk, we have a beautiful show from Jupiter and Saturn. So get out and take a This is the time to get out and take a walk. And it alleviates a lot of things in our lives if we just go out and take a walk in the woods. 
Exactly. So, it sounds like a wonderful plan, Larry. Yes, and I suggest you do so. I Well, I'd go right now, but they kind of want me to finish the show. So I'll do that, and then I'll get outside. It'll be good for me. Thanks so Sounds much, Larry. Larry. Okay, take care. Larry Weber this morning, our host for Backyard Almanac, a regular feature of Fridays right here on 103.3 KUMD.